1: Uh, does that sound serious
0: enough? Uh, Max, we only have 30 seconds for this promo. Just tell them how your mysterious aunt recruited us into a secret order of problem solvers who travel time and have epic adventures. I don't have to. You just did. Catch new episodes of Mysteries About True Histories every Thursday on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts.
1: Hi, I'm
0: Perry. This is Girl Tales. Thanks for that wonderful introduction. Grown Ups, Girl Tales is brought to you by families like yours. If you'd like to hear your child's name at the top of our next episode, or if you would like me to wish them a happy birthday, head to patreon.com slash girl tales and donate today. Now, on to our episode. This is Troja's Horse. Enjoy! I'd like to tell you about a friend of mine. Her name is Trojana, and she lives here in freshwater. One day, Trojana told me she was interested in a tree, but not the kind you plant, climb, or pick apples from. Trojana wanted to put together a family tree to find out about the women who came before her. To research her family, Trojana asked tons of questions and sifted through piles of old pictures, some so old they cracked. But Trojana's work paid off as her family tree grew branch by branch with ancestors from every century and around the world. There was great-great-grandmother Trojalita from Mexico, great-great-great-grandmother Trojica from Finland, great-great-great-great-grandmother Trochette from France, and great-great-great-great-great-grandmother Trojapurna from India. With the help of a special medieval DNA kit called 23andV, Trojana even found her (laughs) great-great-great- You get the idea. Grandmother from 700 years ago in the Middle Ages. You know, the time when knights rode on horseback, wizards conjured spells, and fire breathing dragons were pretty hot stuff? It was also the time freshwater was known as the magical kingdom of Akva Nova, where Trojana's ancestor by the name of Troja lived. Digging deeper, Trojana discovered more. The Story of Troja's Horse. Excuse me, Troja here from Akvanova, about 800 years ago. So as the title of my story may suggest, I don't have a horse. Not exactly. At least, not yet. We'll get to that part, Troja. Anyway, Troja from Akvanova did not have a horse. She did have a great family, friends, plus a head full of awesome ideas. You'd think with all that cool stuff, Troja would be happy as a clam. But there was something missing in her life. An invitation to Princess Pistachia's royal welcome ball. Princess Pistachia lived in the neighboring kingdom of Snollygoster. After celebrating her 12th birthday and Princiniera, Queen Artie of Aquanova invited Pistachia for a visit. Along with her court, the princess would have her own castle and a welcome ball to last an entire week. The people of Akvanova, lucky to get an invitation, flocked to the castle to celebrate. Troja wanted to go to the ball more than anything, but without an invite, she was feeling the royal snub and pretty bad about herself. I'll bet you have to be a big deal to get invited to Princess Pistachia's ball. I guess that makes me... No big deal. Troja sulked for a few days, then decided not to allow the negative idea to live rent-free in her head. Instead, she would use the ideas inside her head to go to the princess's ball. As she told herself, If I knew what Princess Pistachia liked, I could use it to get into the castle. But how would I know what the princess likes if I never met the princess? The only thing Troja knew about Princess Pistachia was that she loved horses. A horse would be kind of big for Troja to wrap, so she wondered what else the princess might like, really liked. This calls for a fact-finding mission. So Troja set out for Queen Artie's special guest castle, where Pistachia and her court were staying. On the way through the town, Troja passed festive reminders of the princess's visit. Colorful banners welcoming Princess Pistachia were hung everywhere. Troubadours sang songs written about her. Peddlers sold princess merch, like Princess Pistachia bobblehead marionettes and T-shirt tunics with funny sayings. Troja was tempted to buy one which read, "'I wasn't invited either,' but kept walking. When she reached the castle, she found a surprise. A seriously big surprise. Whoa, I didn't know this castle came with its own dragon. The humongous green dragon resting on the castle grounds overheard Troja. He lifted his big, scaly head and
1: shouted, That's Princess Pistachia's personal dragon. Nigel's the name, and roasting marshmallows my game.
0: Troja approached Nigel to introduce herself. She asked if roasting marshmallows meant he was a fire-breathing dragon.
1: Yeah, but don't worry. I'm saving my flames to light the sparkles on Princess Pistachia's celebratory cupcakes. Sometime after Musical Thrones and Duck, Duck, Goose.
0: If Nigel was the princess's personal dragon, he would know all about the princess and give her an idea to get into the castle. So, what else does Princess Pistachia like, besides cupcakes, party games, and horses?
1: Shh! Don't say the word, Ixnay on the horse, hay, please.
0: Troja didn't get it. Why couldn't she mention horses? Was Princess Pistachia getting a new horse as a welcome present? Was it a secret? Before Troja could ask, Nigel went on,
1: If you really want to know what the princess likes, here's a hint. Princess Pistachia named herself after her favorite snack.
0: Pistachio nuts?
1: No! Pistachio ice cream! The princess loves the frozen stuff that fire-breathing dragons are never allowed near.
0: Troja knew all about ice cream. It had been invented in China centuries ago, but the ice cream cart was invented right in Akvanova. Troja thanked the fire-breathing dragon for lighting a spark of a new idea inside her head, then left the castle grounds for the village square. That will be my ticket to the Royal Welcome Ball. I'll bring yummy-licious ice cream for Princess Pistachia, special delivery. Troja reached the square where Portia Polar Bear wheeled her popular ice cream cart every day. Portia had sold a ton of ice cream and was happy to quit for the day and chill. Troja didn't have to see what flavors were inside the cart. She already knew Portia's ice cream was delicious. Wheeling the cart to the guest castle, Troja pounded on the double doors with ginormous iron door knockers. Seconds later, a girl swung the doors open. She wore a velvety gown and princessy crown. Troja knew it had to be Princess Pistachia. Your Royal Highness? The princess nodded, but looked disappointed. I was expecting the Royal Akvanova Acrobatic Troupe with their dancing poodles to perform in my honor. And you are? Gesturing dramatically, Troja announced Greetings, Princess. I am Sherry Vanilla, peddler of the finest ice cream in all of Akvanova, including pistachio. The princess gasped (gasps) excitedly and said, you mean the whole cart is filled with ice cream? What flavors? Rocky Road? Caramel Swirl? How about pink bubblegum? Shall we look inside my cart and find out? Troja lifted the lid of the cart. When she glanced inside, her jaw dropped Porsche's ice cream cart was completely empty! The polar bear must have had a busy day because she was sold out. Um, we're kind of low on, um, everything. Sorry. It's okay. We've got plenty of cupcakes in the ballroom. And we're just about to play pin the tail on the cow. Cow? Isn't it pin the tail on the donkey? Long story. Nice meeting you, Sherry. The castle doors closed and Troja's heart sunk. What would she do now to get into the princess's ball? Troja was about to think of a new idea when fluttering onto her shoulder was a falcon. The bird introduced herself as Talanya, to which Troja asked, Talanya? As in talons? Because you have such sharp claws? One of my best features. Besides my buff-colored underbelly, Telanya described herself as Pistachia's personal falcon, used in racing or as a fashion accessory on the princess's shoulder. Falcons are what all glam princesses are wearing this year. Ferrets are so 12th century. Wow. Was Troja lucky or what? Telanya probably knew Princess Pistachia inside and out. So Troja wasted no time by asking, What does the princess like besides falcon fashion and horses? Horses? Uh, that word does not fly around here. So that happened again. Why couldn't Troja mention horses when the princess was supposed to like them? Before Troja could ask, the falcon said, If it's gift ideas you need. Princess Pistachia once told me in confidence that she would love a crystal ball. You mean those round glass things that show us the future? Exactly. Pistachia always wants to know what's in her future. Now, if you'll excuse me, I just spotted some small juicy prey in mine. bye bye Telania fluttered off, and Troja knew exactly where to find a crystal ball with Merlin's latest teenage apprentice, Spellman. When Troja found Spellman in his magic lab tent, she told him what she needed. Lucky for Troja, Spellman had just ordered a dozen crystal balls from the magic shopping site, Shazamazon. He took one off the shelf and said, Take a crystal ball for Princess Pistachia and for a little wizardly cred, borrow this story pointy hat. I had to throw that in for free shipping. Troja thanked Spellman. Then, wearing the hat and carrying the crystal ball in a sack, Troja hurried to the princess's castle. Once again, she knocked on the double doors. Once again, they were opened by Princess Pistachia. When she saw Troja's starry hat, she heaved a sigh and then said, "A wizard, I was expecting the Akvanova Ballet to perform a special welcome dance choreographed just for me. And you are? I, am." Um, uh, Madame soothsayer extraordinaire. I never give wrong predictions and never come to a party empty-handed. Troja pulled the crystal ball out of the sack. She held it out to Princess Pistachia. The princess clapped both hands together and said, A crystal ball for me? Just what I wanted. But does it work? Work? Uh, allow Madame Predicta to give it the royal test run. Troja gazed into the crystal ball. Slowly, an image appeared. Aha! In your crystal ball, I spy, with my little eye, a magnificent horse. Troja did see a horse, but when she looked up, she didn't see a smile on Princess Pistachia's face. Instead, the princess looked horrified as she cried. A horse? Are you serious? How can you say I'm getting a horse of all things? (laughs) But I do see a horse and I have to go inside. The royal chester is telling jokes and I'm expected to laugh. (laughs) The doors slammed shut. Troja was sure she saw a horse in Pistachia's future, but when she glanced down at the crystal ball to double-check, the horse was gone. In its place was the image of an invitation. Puzzled, Troja read it herself. Dear Little Miss No Big Deal, if you haven't been invited to Princess Pistachia's welcome party, come to Charlie Flyswatter the Gnome's pity party. For pretzels, cheese, and a lot of whining, Troja's sighed. She would rather have gotten an invite to the princess's ball than a pity party. But she did like pretzels, so why not? She followed their directions to a cave in the woods. Once inside, she found four unhappy-looking girls. They were seated in a circle around a bearded gnome. He wore a pointy hat and a sour look on his face. Was it too late to RSVP? No. But... Troja forced a smile and said, Hi, I'm Troja. Are you Charlie? You were expecting Princess Pistachia? (laughs) I wanted to go to Princess Pistachia's party. Oh, boo-hoo. Too soon? Gnomes never get invited to parties either, FYI. Troja reluctantly sat down on the last empty seat. All eyes were on Charlie, as he said. Before we start our daily gripe round, are there any questions? Troja's hand shot up. When Charlie nodded at her, she said, this may be a little off topic, but does anyone know what's up with Princess Pistachia and horses? I thought she loves horses. (sighs) I get asked this all the time. Pistachia does love horses and is also allergic to them. Just being near a horse makes her sneeze and even grow warts. Not that there's anything wrong with those. Charlie explained that the princess was allergic to any animal that was in the horse family, like zebras and donkeys. That's why they were playing pin the tail on the cow. So if the princess is allergic to horses, why not give her a big, beautiful, fake horse uh, on wheels? One she could sit on and ride. Uh, because she might ride the horse into the castle and leave you all outside? Sorry to be a downer, but gnomes do live underground. Charlie had a point, and Troja had a new idea. Excited, she shared it with the group. Here's the plan. We build a gigantic horse on wheels, gigantic enough to hide inside. When it's wheeled into the castle, we get wheeled into the castle, too. That's when we climb out, welcome the Princess Joachvinova, and party like it's 12 dollars Loving Troja's idea, the other girls began talking me, all at once, until Charlie cut too. in. How are you going to build a giant horse big enough to fit five girls? Troja never did think of that until the other girls raised their hands and introduced themselves one by one. There was Maya, who was a master builder. She could build a giant horse in a snap. Kim was an artist who could paint the horse to look like a horse. Tasha aced mechanics and could program the horse to move its colossal legs. Last but not least, Parker just inherited her grandmother's lumber yard, piled sky high with wood. Wow, you're all such big deals, but what can I do? Excuse me, who had the idea for a giant hideaway horse? You did, that's a pretty big deal if you ask me. Hey, did I just say something nice? Something's, something's happening here. Troja smiled. The horse she had seen in the crystal ball had to be the giant horse they were about to build as a team. The princess's ball was a whole week, so the girls would have enough time to design, plan, and construct the hideaway horse. After a few days of hard but super fun work, the giant horse was ready to roll. Even Charlie was invited along for the ride. I thought you'd never ask, can I get a window seat? It was all systems go as the girls and gnome filled into the horse. Using special mechanisms she built herself, Tasha got the horse to move its colossal legs and walk toward the princess's castle. The people of Aquinova oohed and awed as the giant horse lumbered toward the castle. When word of it reached Princess Pistachia, she ran out, saw the horse, and shouted, Is that for me? It's the next best thing to a real horse I ever had like an air traffic controller princess pistachia guided her awesome new gift through the doors and inside the castle when the horse came to a stop it bowed its ginormous head pistachia watched wide-eyed as all five girls and a gnome filed out of the horse's huge gaping mouth stepping forward troja announced welcome to aqua princess pistachia we built this fake and Totally non-allergic horse, just for you. And to find a way into the party. Surprise! Princess Pistachio was surprised as she smiled and said, Thanks, but if all you wanted to do was come to my welcome ball, you didn't have to build a giant horse. But we never got invitations. Pistachio explained that Queen Artie had sent out invites to everyone in Aquanova. It was the Middle Ages, and all messages were delivered by carrier pigeons. Not exactly express mail. So not everyone got their invitations? And we didn't have to be special to come to your party? Or big deals? No way! You just have to be my friends. The princess then tilted her head as she studied Troja. Weren't you Sherry Vanilla, the ice cream peddler? And Madame Predicta, the wizard with the pointy hat? Trosha was embarrassed to admit she was, but Pistachia was impressed. Along with the giant horse, Troja had the coolest ideas. Pistachia then told the girls to hurry to the ballroom, where the party was still going strong. But Charlie the gnome turned to leave. Nice meeting you, princess. But who am I fooling? Nobody wants gnomes at parties. In 800 years, we'll just be tacky lawn ornaments. Wait a minute, I want a gnome at my party. Where I come from in Snollygoster, gnomes are lucky. Then this is my lucky day. Bring on the dancing poodles. Am I too late for the hokey pokey? Nope. (laughs) And later the knights are jousting on scooters. I'm allergic to horses. Remember, follow me. So everyone, especially Troja, had a blast at Princess Pistachia's Welcome to Aquanova ball. And finally, Troja felt like a big deal. Not for her cool ideas like Pistachia said. She had just made the coolest friends, including a princess, four super talented girls, and a feisty but fun gnome. And good friends, Troja found out, were the biggest deal of all. Thank you, Trojana of Freshwater, for telling us about your amazing, great, 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 hey, you get the idea, grandmother. That was Troja's Horse, written by Judy Katchke, produced by Tessa Flannery, performed and executive produced by Rebecca Cunningham. Girl Tales is a Cordelia Studios production. And grown-ups, don't forget you can get access to ad-free episodes of the Girl Tales Podcast, as well as a range of other shows for the kids in your life by subscribing to Star Glow Plus on Apple Podcasts. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review wherever you get your podcasts. And if you love this story, share it with a friend. Grown-ups, you can find us on Instagram and Facebook. Oh, and remember. I believe in you.